0: This is the Old Radio Show's podcast.
1: International Silver Company presents Silver Theater. Starring Mary Astor in One Day After Another. Brought to you this week in behalf of International Sterling. Creators of world famous solid silver. And now, here is the director of Silver Theater, Conrad Nakin.
0: Thank you, thank you, Jack Bailey, and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Silver Theater. This evening, we present a very timely play of everyday American life called One Day After Another. It was written by George Wells and the Ladies' Home Journal story by Margaret Weymouth Jackson. The play is a series of chapters in the life of a typical American mother. To interpret this deeply moving and simple story, we're most fortunate in having as our guest the Metro Golden Mare star, Mary Astor. And now the house lights dim and the silver curtain rises on Act One of One Day After Another, starring Mary Astor as Mad Sheldon.
2: Joe Bill
3: Rich, Al, Sid, breakfast!
0: That's Mad Sheldon calling from the kitchen. In just a moment, her family will come trampling down the stairs in a noisy, hungry parade. Joe, her husband, and the four boys, ages 16 to 5. There's another boy, too, the youngest of the Sheldons, who sits enthroned in his high chair and watches this daily parade with wide-eyed wonderment. Seven healthy breakfasts will be served hot from the stove and consumed with healthy appetites. Then the parade will start again. Joe Sheldon off to his prescription counter at Sheldon's Pharmacy. The boys off to school.
4: Bye, darling. Bye, Joe. Bill, you'd better hurry. It's 25
5: after 8. I know. Hey, Mom, did you see my math book? I left it right on the table in the upstairs hall. I remember it
4: distinctly. Your math book, math. uh, Oh, on the porch, Bill. Under the pillow on the hammock. Oh, thanks, Mom. Goodbye. Goodbye, Bill. Don't slam the door.
2: Bill! Hey, wait for me! Hey, Bill! Rich, come here. Yeah, Mom?
4: Uh, Rich, your father wants you to help him at the store this afternoon after school.
2: This afternoon? Gee, Mom, I've got basketball practice. Oh. Can I do it tomorrow, Mom, huh?
4: All right, dear. I'll call and tell him.
2: Thanks. So long, Mom. Bye, Rich. Uh, don't slam the door. Oh. It was right in the living room. I left it there last night. And now it's gone. It's gone. What's
4: the matter, Al?
2: My trombone. I can't find my trombone. We're having band practice first thing this morning, and I can't I find... I put it
4: back in the case. It's in the closet under the stairs.
2: Gosh, is that where it is? Well, that's where
4: it's supposed to be. Al, when are you going to learn to put things away?
2: I'm sorry. I forgot. So
3: long, Mom. Goodbye, dear.
4: Don't slam the door. Al. <laughs>
3: mommy. Mommy. Can I go out and run? Can I? Come in here, Sid. Can I, Mommy? Yes, huh?
4: you may, darling. You stay right in front of the house, you hear? Okay. Let me button your coat. And don't play in the driveway.
3: Okay. Are you going to bring Pido out, too?
4: Pido's still eating his breakfast. Soon as he finishes and I get the beds made and the dishes done, I'll put him out in the playpen. Okay. And, Sid, the baby's name is not Pido. It's Clarence.
2: Daddy calls him Pido. I know. He says he looks like Pido.
4: Well, that's, a, that's just Daddy's idea. We'll call him Clarence, shall we? Okay. Now, run along. Keep that coat buttoned up tight. Okay. Uh, Sid, don't slam that door. Huh? The door. Close it quietly, darling.
2: Okay. <gasps> <gasps>
4: Pido! What's the matter? Pido! Pido, don't move now, dear. That's the boy. Oh, Pido. How am I going to teach you not to climb on tables? Now, you just sit in this high chair and behave yourself. Do you want to fall? You may not be old enough to walk yet, but there's not a thing wrong with your climbing, you little monkey. Now, what were you after this time? Oh, sugar, of course. Shame on you, sugar ration and you stuffing yourself with it. No, no, not down. You're going to sit right there while I wash the dishes and be a good boy. Come on, now look up here while I wipe off your face. That's it.
2: Hold still now. Hold still. <laughs>
4: oh, Pido. Every day you look more and more like Winston Churchill. Again. All right, hold your head back. Don't let the blood get on your coat. Now stand over the sink. Come on, and it's no use crying. Crying won't stop it. Here, look up. Well, you got a good one this time, didn't you? Why'd you let him do it? I he
2: didn't. He's six. He's bigger. Oh,
4: he's bigger. Uh-huh. So every day you just walk out and let him punch you in the nose. Just because he's bigger. Hold that spoon over your lips.
2: I
3: wanted to fight him, Mommy. But he hit me when I wasn't looking. Oh,
4: yeah? Well, why weren't you looking? I don't know. Well, you should have been. What would happen to the Marines if they weren't looking? What if he is bigger than you are? That doesn't make any difference. Germany was bigger than England, too.
3: I bet you I will fight him. I bet you I'll knock him clear down on the sidewalk.
4: Mm -hmm. That's just talk. I've heard you say that before. All right, stop bleeding now. Now wipe off your face and go out and play. The next time Tommy goes to hit you, don't you dare step back from him, do you hear? You get in one of your own. Okay. Hello.
2: Hello, Tommy. I gave you a bloody nose. Well, my mommy fixed it. You want another bloody nose? Huh? No. Then you better go back in your house. Okay. Goodbye, Tommy.
3: Sid?
4: Sid, remember what I told you. Go on. Go on, darling. Okay.
3: There. I did
2: it,
4: Mommy. I did it. I see it, No, I, 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 I did it. Oh, it was wonderful, Joe. I had to call you right away. I only wish you could have been here to see it. Well, we'll
6: have
4: other fine time, I. Don't. Oh, but darling, you don't understand. I've been trying for six months to get Sid to stand up to Tommy. He pitched right into him and knocked him down. And Tommy's almost two years older than Sid and a lot bigger, too.
0: All right, take it easy. (laughs) You know, you're never satisfied, Madge. You think Al fights too much
1: and then you egg Sid on.
4: (laughs) Yes, I guess I do. But there's a place just in between the two that'll satisfy me.
1: Oh, say, uh, I'll be home to lunch. You will? You
4: will? It's just soup. Well. Oh, Joe, if you get the chance, try to remember those clothespins. It's a wonderful day for drying.
1: Sure. Say,
4: it, listen. Please. Oh, Pido. Oh, Pido. What's the matter? I'll have to hang up, Joe. He's just knocked all the pots off the sink. Goodbye. <laughs> you hoo Is that you, Al? Al? Al, is that you? Who are you? Al, what happened to you? All right, darling, you better tell me. What is it?
2: Uh, I got put out of the band.
4: Oh, no, Al. Why?
2: Well, Cooney's been trying to get my seat in the band. He's always teasing and pestering, and, well, he poked me and made me miss a note, and I hit him, Mother. Oh, Al. I couldn't help it. I did it so quick before I thought. You
4: didn't count. I've told you and told you. You must watch your temper, Al. You've got to learn that you can't fight your way through life. It'll spoil everything for you. You've got to understand that.
2: I've been doing better. You know I have, Mother. Uh, I've tried. Yes,
4: I know you've tried. And you have been doing better. Well, now, of course, you want to get back into the band. Did you speak to Mr. Morrow?
2: It's no use. He says he won't stand for fighting in the band. And I I won't be in the concert Saturday afternoon, and we're going to play Tromari And It's so pretty, the trombone part. Oh, gee, Mother, I, I can't go back to school.
4: Nonsense. Of course you can. But you've got to take your punishment. You'll have to apologize to Mr. Morrow and explain.
2: But then I'd have to tell on Corny. I couldn't do that.
4: No, you couldn't. Well, just tell him you lost your temper and you'll try harder next time. If you're sincere, he'll listen to you.
2: Well, all right. That's
4: it. Now, wash your face and come in to lunch. The boys will be along any minute and your father's coming home. You don't want them to know you were fighting. No. And Al, listen. There are times like in band practice when you just have to take things and consider the leader and the other people before your own pride. Any ninny can get into a fight, but sometimes it takes a real man to keep quiet. Things always come out right if we're just patient enough. Remember that. I'll try to, Mother. Oh! There's Bill. You. hoo Your lunch is on the table, Bill. Go in and sit right down. Okay.
3: Oh, 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 oh. Hey, was a boy. Come here. Hey, Bill. Hey, Bill. I oh, oh. Tommy's nose. No kidding. I bled him. He went home crying. Ha-ha. <laughs> boy. Hello. Lunch ready? <laughs> Yoo-hoo. In the kitchen, Red. Boy, I'm a
4: star. It's all ready. Sit down.
3: Ow. Ow. Madge, I bleated Tommy's nose. I bleated him good. Bleated him, huh? I'll take it. Hello? Oh, hello, Madge. This is Alice.
4: Oh, hello, Alice. Boys, quiet.
3: Uh, Madge, Adeline has a sore throat and she won't be able to sing this afternoon.
4: Oh, what a shame. Madge,
3: can you sing for us, please?
4: Oh, but, uh, this afternoon?
3: Oh, yes, the Reverend Thomas has the ladies from the Christian church coming and we just have to have a solo. We really do, Madge.
4: Well, Alice, I, just a minute.
3: Milkman!
4: Uh, milkman, wait, I've got some money for you. Yes, ma'am,
3: I'll wait.
4: Yoo-hoo. Hello! Madge, are you there? In, in here, Joe. I'm in a hurry, darling. Hello, Madge! Uh, just a minute, Alice. Uh, it's all ready. Come right in the kitchen, Joe. Al, hurry! Well, hello! Morning. Hello? Hello, Alice. I'd, uh, I'd love to sing, but I don't know if I can get anyone to stay with the kids. I'll bring them
3: with you.
4: Yes, but. All right, but what will I sing? Well,
3: anything. Here. The one you did last year was lovely. What was it, uh, Lord Give Me Strength?
4: It's called, uh, Just for Today. I'll be there at 2.30. Will that be all right? Oh, that'll
3: be just fine, Madge. I knew we could count on you. <laughs>
4: Goodbye. Goodbye. Mad, the milkman. Yes, I know. Lord Give Me Strength. Just for Today. Uh,
0: Friends, this is Conrad Nagel, ushering in our usual intermission between the acts. We've been looking in on the Sheldons, a typical American family. I've been watching from the wings. And I've been thinking, does a family like the Sheldons own sterling silver? Do they own international sterling silver? What do you think about it, Jay?
1: My guess would be, yes, Conrad. A family with such a feeling for home would either own international sterling now or be planning to own it.
0: Still, it's an average family, average income. Some people might think quality sterling, like international sterling, was a little beyond their means.
1: Well, that's a wrong impression for anybody to get, Conrad. The money you pay for a thing is important. No one denies that. But there is something more than money involved in the desire for international sterling silver. It has a lot more to do with the basic human desire for beauty, with the need that people have to be surrounded by things of genuine worth. International sterling fills that need. It is solid silver through and through. It is beauty that you respond to immediately, rich and warm with luster, exquisite and charming in craftsmanship.
0: And there's a simple way to buy international sterling, a way that goes easy on the family budget. (laughs) Yes, there is. You
1: can buy international sterling place-setting by place-setting, gradually adding more as they become available. And, Conrad, that's not just a wise economical way of buying international sterling.
0: It's a patriotic way, too. Thank you, Jack. Your words ought to convince anybody that the average family can own a fine, solid silver like international sterling silver. And now the house lights dim and the silver curtain rises on Act Two of One Day After Another, starring Mary Astor. Mid-afternoon peace has settled over the Sheldon household. The boys are still at school and Sid is in the backyard playing quietly. Madge has just returned from entertaining the ladies of the Christian church, and now she stands talking on the kitchen phone with pie dough under one arm, balanced against her hip. Oh,
4: your song was just wonderful.
0: I'm so glad you liked it, Alice. Oh, it was
3: lovely, Madge, really lovely. Right after the meeting, I told Geraldine
4: I've just got to call Madge and thank her for that lovely song. Well, that's fine, Alice. Thank you. Pido, you sit over there in that chair. Excuse me, Alice.
3: Well, that's all, dear. I just called to say thank
4: you. Oh, uh, Alice, there's the front door. I'll have to say goodbye. All right, dear. Bye. I'll call you tonight. Just a minute. You stay right there in the kitchen, Pido. Do you hear? Good afternoon, Mrs. Sheldon. Oh, uh, Why, Mrs. John. Come in, Mrs. John. I'm not too early, am I? Oh, no, it's all right. I was just getting at my washing. But I hope you will excuse the way I look in the house. I haven't had time. Oh, but... of course. But you did say Thursday, didn't you? To discuss the plans for the ladies' club bond rally. Thursday? Yes. Mrs. Johns, isn't this Wednesday? <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> the days are so much alike, it's hard to keep track. Perhaps you'd rather I came some other day. Oh, no, please. I... Excuse me. Pido? He's awfully quiet. It usually means he's up to something. Do you mind if I go and see? No, not
2: at all.
4: Pido, where are you? How did you get in the dining room? Oh, Pido! <laughs> oh, just look what you've done, old darling. Now Mother's got to clean it all up. Is there anything wrong, Mrs. Sheldon? He got at the scouring powder. Look at that. Sprinkled a whole can over the rug. And I just got finished with the vacuum. Going right in his in this minute. Ah! And don't you dare climb out of it. Don't you dare. Uh, don't you think I'd better come back tomorrow? Oh no, please. I'll only be a minute. You can't leave him alone for one second, can you? When my youngest was his age, Sid? why? Excuse me. Certainly. Sid, why aren't you out in front?
2: I'm sick. What? I'm sick. Where
3: are
4: you going? Come here, dear.
2: I'm going upstairs and go to bed. I'm sick.
4: Sick? He wasn't sick ten minutes ago. Mrs. Johns, I wonder if you'd mind. I wouldn't mind at all. You just go ahead. I'll come back tomorrow. Oh, thank you. I'm so sorry, Mrs. Johns. Now, don't you worry about it. I know how it is. After all, I should. I brought up three of my own. All boys. Really? I've got five. All boys. Oh, dear. Sid? What are you doing? getting undressed. But what for? Let me look at you.
2: I'm sick.
4: You can't be sick. You don't look sick.
2: Good night, Mommy.
4: Let me feel your head. I haven't any temperature. Why, Sid, you're not sick at all. Yes, I am. I'm awfully sick. Have you been up to something? Is that what's the matter with you?
3: Look out the window, Mommy.
4: The window? What in the world? Sid, you played with matches. You set all the old leaves on fire. Oh, Sid. I'm Sid. You should be sick. Now you get back in that bed and don't you stir out of it. I'll speak to you later. Oh, the idea. After I've told him and told him. Hello, hello. Get me the fire department.
0: It's okay, Mr. Shelton. It's
4: all out. Oh, thank you. I'm I'm just calling my husband. <laughs>
0: What's the matter? Wouldn't uh, Joe burn the leaves for you?
4: <laughs> I suppose that was it. Well, I hope he hasn't heard about the fire yet. He might be worried.
0: Well, tell him it's all over. Oh, thank
4: you very much.
0: Sheldon's Drugstore.
4: Uh, Joe, this is Madge. Oh, hello. Joe, I don't want you to worry, but we just had a fire in the back.
6: Huh?
4: A fire. The fire engines were here.
6: Oh. Say, where's Rich? Isn't he coming out the store? Joe,
4: didn't you hear me? We had a fire. A fire.
6: Well, it's out, isn't it? Of course
4: it's out, darling. Would I be calling you if it wasn't out?
6: Well, what could I do from way down here?
4: Well, you certainly seem very calm about it.
6: Well, I'm sorry, dear. But with you there, what's there to worry about?
4: Uh, all right. Goodbye, Joe. Bye, darling. Mommy! You get back in that bed. Okay. <laughs>
5: I saw sit right down here. children
4: eat that soup while it's hot what's for dinner mom just stew beef stew lamb and let's not have any complaints please oh i like lamb stew so do i me too i like lamb stew well, mommy you just be quiet young man you're only down here on your good behavior
3: okay
4: where's rich he went out to see where the backyard was burned
3: rich dinner calling rich please don't slam <laughs> the what'd you say mom
4: nothing dear sit down
2: <laughs> boy that backyard is certainly a wreck What's the idea, Sid? You're trying to burn down the
3: house. Never
4: mind, never mind. We're not speaking about it anymore. Hey,
2: look. Cornbread. Oh, boy.
4: Some cornbread, Joe? Is hmm, this yours? When'd you make it? Just before you got home. Mm. Ridge, pass it along, will you? Sure.
2: Oh, Mom, are you coming to the concert Saturday afternoon?
4: The concert, Al? Will you be in the concert? Uh Uh-huh. I spoke to Mr. Morrow this afternoon. Oh, that's wonderful, Al. I'm so glad. Well, what's wonderful about it? Al's been in all the concerts, hasn't he? Oh, yes, but this one is a very special concert. They're going to play Tromorai, and the trombone part
6: is just beautiful. Isn't it, Al?
2: Yeah, swell.
6: Ah, how's about taking in a movie tonight, Madge? Bill's going to stay home. Sure, go ahead.
4: Tonight, Joe? Well, I've still got my ironing to do. Can't we make it tomorrow night?
6: Sure. Just thought you might like a little change.
4: That church meeting this afternoon put me way behind schedule again. What did you sing, Mom? Well, Mrs. Judge wanted me singing just for today, but I switched at the last minute to the minstrel boy. I thought it was more appropriate these days.
5: Yeah.
4: Will you sing it for us after dinner,
5: Mom? If you want. Say, Mom, uh, do you remember Fred Stark?
4: I think so. Didn't you have him here for dinner once, Bill?
5: Yeah. Well, uh, he's in the Navy. He joined up today. He did. Isn't he too young, Bill? No. Uh, he had his folks sign a paper. That's all you need. Oh. I was... Well, I was thinking, Mom. He's only a little older than I am. If he can do it, I was going to ask you and Dad if you'd mind it. Uh, Bill. If... Yes, Mom? We'll talk about it after dinner, shall we? All right, Mom. Sure.
6: bedtime.
2: Okay. Good night, Dad. Good night, Mom. Good night. Good night,
4: dear. Remember where the trombone goes. Under the stairs, Anne. I
2: know. Good night. Well, I oh, guess
4: I'll go, too. The coach says you got to keep in trim for basketball. Good night, Mom. Good night, Dad. Night. Good night,
5: Ritz. Take a look in the children's room, will you? See if they're all right. Sure.
6: See you in the morning, son. What time you got, Bill?
5: Quarter to ten, Dad.
6: Well, we'll get to ten o'clock news soon. You gonna study your math tonight?
5: No, I, uh, don't have to tonight. Dad, Mom, about that paper I was talking about. Oh, yes, Bill. <clears throat> Mom said we could talk about it after dinner.
6: Yes. Well, it's a big step, son, but I imagine you know what you're doing. Yes, sir. know how you feel about it. It's the same way I feel. Yes, sir. But I... I know how your mother feels about it, too.
5: Oh, Mother?
4: This isn't new to us, Bill. Your father and I have talked it over for months.
5: We knew the time wasn't far off when you'd want to go, and we want you to. Well, gee, Mom, if you just sign that paper, I can get one tomorrow. I can call Fred Stark tonight. When you graduate from high school, Bill, you'll be two months short of 18. If they still
4: need you, we won't stand in your way, and I think they'll still need you. But
5: what about now? I think you'll be of more
4: use to them later, Bill, when you've finished your schooling. Oh, they can use all kinds of boys, I know. But a boy with an education, that's really important. Especially in the Navy, Bill. But, Mom, you don't understand. Plotting courses and shooting the guns, I looked it up. You've got to know something to do things like that. Especially you've got to know mathematics. Trigonometry, that's right, isn't it? I looked it up,
5: Bill. Yes, that's right, Mom. And that's what you're studying right now, trigonometry. But that's for officers, Mom. Well, they may take you and put you in a school somewhere themselves. They do things like that. Come to them with knowledge. They can use it. That means years, maybe, before I'd go. Perhaps not. Perhaps only months. But it would still be fighting one way or the
4: other. Whether they send you out on a boat right away or later, when when you'd be ready to do things and much more important things, Bill. Fighting with your brain as well as your body.
5: Do you see, Bill? Oh, gee, I didn't think about it like that.
6: Sounds like good sense to me, son.
5: Yeah, I... I guess it is. Well, good night, Mom.
6: Good night, Bill. Bed to early, son?
5: No, I I thought I might go up and study a little. Got some trigonometry I could get out of the way. Fine.
6: Good night. Good night, dear. See you in the morning, son. Well, I think he understands, Madge. Yes. He's a fine boy. Yeah? Oh, I think I'm too tired for the news tonight.
4: I better go look at Sid and Dough. Coming, dear?
6: Yeah. Let's rest our bones.
4: Look at him, Joe. Prido is certainly the name for that face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and how is my little prime minister tonight? And how did things go in Parliament today? <laughs> Listen, Joe. Must be a lot of
6: them.
5: What? Planes, here.
6: Yeah. Sound like bombers.
4: Look, Joe. Come here at the window.
6: Must be a dozen of them, wouldn't you say? Mm, Easily.
4: I wonder where they're going. Wonder who's in them, Joe. What do you mean? Boys. Boys from homes like ours, I suppose young and strong and healthy. American boys. From little houses like ours all over America. Oh, Joe, it makes me feel so proud. Not of us as people, of of us as Americans. I only wish that What, dear? Oh, I don't know, but oh Joe, if if I could only do something for my country.
0: This Mary Astor. with will back for a curtain call in just a moment. But before that, here's Jack Bailey to tell you exactly why the sterling you choose for your home should be International Sterling.
1: In choosing International Sterling, friends, you can always be certain of choosing an exceptionally fine sterling. Its very name, International, is an indelible guarantee. It is the name of the world's foremost silver house, a name long devoted to the creation of superior sterling. You can be sure that your pattern was created by master craftsmen, by craftsmen whose predecessors were creating spoons of coin silver over a hundred years ago. Moreover, you'll be proud in the world that pieces of international sterling, pieces very like the ones you choose, perhaps, have been on exhibit in leading art museums. The spring glory pattern is a typical example of international sterling's fine craftsmanship, graceful as a flower in design, perfectly balanced with a rich, warm luster. See it at your silverware dealers. Plan to own it. The pattern, Spring Glory, created by International. International
0: Sterling Silver. And here again is Conrad Nagel. And now here is our star, Mary Astor. Well, Mary, may I call you Mother? <laughs> you gave a fine, realistic performance, Mary, but then you play any and every part perfectly. Well, thank
4: you, Conrad. It's... All a day's work, just one day after another. Let's see.
0: You've been in Blonde Fever, Meet Me in St. Louis, as Thousands Cheer, Young Ideas, and the Maltese Falcon. Well, you've really acted in your time, Mary.
4: I hope that doesn't imply I'm over 29. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, Conrad, I've been hearing a lot of nice things about International Silver Company, Aren't they slated for another E Award soon?
0: Yes, Mary, that's right. Tomorrow at the Armory in Wallingford, Connecticut, Colonel Lowell A. Elliott, Deputy Chief of the Chemical Warfare Service, will present the workers of Factory P with the Army-Navy E Award.
4: I bet International Silver Company has
0: won more E's than I've played shows. Well, not quite that many, Mary, (laughs) but this is their sixth E Award. In notifying International Silver Company of the award, Major General Porter, Chief of the Chemical Warfare Service, said, now that aerial bombing has taken an added significance in the Pacific the production of factory P increases in importance. And it goes without saying, every employee of International Sterling is mighty proud.
4: I imagine Uncle Sam is proud, too. It's the kind of support he needs to lick the Japs. And if I know International Sterling, they'll continue to give all they've got.
0: It'll be all in a day's work, just one day after another. <laughs> Thanks again for your splendid performance, Mary. I hope you'll be back with us again soon.
4: Just you ask me, Conrad. Good night.
0: Good night, Mary. It was nice having you with us. Mary Astor appeared, ladies and gentlemen, through the courtesy of Metro Golden Mare, producers of the Technicolor musical, Anchors Away. And next week, Silver Theater will present a delightful story written by True Boardman called A Study in Triangles, in which I will have the pleasure of stepping from my role of director to actor as one of the angles. Until next week, then, may I leave you with this reminder.
1: International is the name of the world's foremost silver house. International Sterling Silver. The music on this program was composed and conducted by Felix Mills. This is Jack Bailey speaking for the International Silver Company. All names and designations of persons and organizations used in the dramatic portions of this broadcast are fictional. Silver Theater originates at Columbia Square in Hollywood. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting Center.